Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, here we are again. It's the PHNX Caddies Post Game Show. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Petey, getting the bluesy vibes, and Craig S. Morgan is here. Leah is still on the LTIR. And Craig, the Coyotes drop one to the Nashville Predators, five to four in overtime. Your initial thoughts? Ugh. We get a 4-2 lead in the third period, PD, of a like a, a must-win. A must-win. And you take a dumb penalty. Yeah. It's was a bad loss. It's a bad loss. That's all I can say. Listen, they're fighting for their playoff lives. They're fighting to stay in this, and you blow a 4-2 lead in the third period with careless plays. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, yeah, you, you know, if you go through this game and Nashville scores first, Arizona ties it. Nashville scores again, Arizona ties it. 2-2, and you go, oh, okay, this is quite the battle. And then Arizona started the third, 3-2, 4-2, and you go, okay, you got a 4-2 lead with 15 minutes left. Like, buddy, lock it down. down. Lock it lock. down. You got a 4-2 lead on the road. Yeah. And you let it slip away. And yeah, and, and honestly, you let it slip away with a with your right. A careless penalty by Nick Dudestead coming back into the offense or excuse me, into the defensive zone with the hooking penalty. He doesn't need to take Yeah. And the and the 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 Forsberg tying goal with you know ten minutes to go. And I know it's I don't have a PD's puck talk. I might throw one in the Discord tomorrow because we talk about protecting middle ice and that 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 top line it was a top line and it was eight nine and 22 and everybody gets over to one side of the ice they all chase the puck so hard through the neutral zone that nobody protects middle ice and allows forsberg to come in and, and they get the game time goal it's a poor defending mistake there and uh, you're right the penalty but but you know before that craig and let's get some of the mistakes you again again too many men on the ice again and they score on that like be, you have to kill that one off because that's just another dumb mistake. It's a, it's a, it was the fifth minor penalty in six minutes between the two teams, and it was the costly one because it's the one that Nashville ends up scoring on. And it was, did you see the mistake? Did you see what happened? Yeah. Like McBain's coming out of the penalty box and he goes, "Do you want me to come to the?" And that if you're on the penalty box, you look to the coaching staff before you get out of the penalty box and you go, well, "Do you want me on the ice or do you want me in the box?" And they'll come like this. We want you to come to the box, which is what they did. But when the clock struck down to three, two, one, zero on the penalty, the player going on for McBain went on the ice. Yeah, like you have to wait for McBain to get there from the penalty oh, box. You can't just jump on. Little, you have to wait till he gets to the bench. 
You can't well, just go out. I, I you can't just know. go out. Yeah, you can't just go out when the penalty expires, Craig. You just can't. And and so that one is just it was a mental mental error. And so then the, you go to this game, and this this is just not good enough. There are a lot of good things. The first period we've talked about the first period, and, and that's been their downfall of the last few weeks. First period was great. They yeah. get through the first ten minutes unscathed. They do give up the the first goal of the game, but they battled right back at the next goal. I thought their first period for a road period, they outshoot them in the first period, 12-10 Arizona in the first. I thought they were good in the first period. I did too. I, I Listen, I, I liked a lot of things about their game until they collapsed in the third period. I liked different – like the, the Zucker curve, O'Brien line was really good through two periods and then kind of fell off in the third period. And obviously, you, I know you mentioned it off the air, but uh, Jason Zucker on the OT goal. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a defensive read, and he, he gets beat wide, which is fine because the defenseman picks up the the player coming down the wall. It's fine. The player picked up Zucker's man, picked him up. Yeah. Everything's fine. But now you have to, as, as Jason Zucker, you have to pick up the man that the defenseman left to cover the man you lost. Yep. Instead, Zucker continues to trail the puck carrier and puts himself out of position and ends for an empty net for McDonough. Um, it, it's too bad. It's it's too bad. This team, and here's the truth. Calgary Flames are on fire. Yep. They're winning. They're in a winning streak right now. Nashville's in trouble. LA's in trouble. Arizona's in trouble. And I know Nashville gets the win tonight, but, but they're still in trouble. They needed a win. They needed two points here. It's not good enough. There's too many teams playing too well right now that that's really frustrating that that's what you come out with. From I mean, Nashville's at least tied with St. Louis right now at 56 points and L.A. Though All three of those teams yeah, have yeah. points. Calgary's 55, Seattle's 52, and Minnesota has leapfrogged the Coyotes now, too. Uh, yeah. The Coyotes are ahead of only Anaheim, San Jose, and the Blackhawks, three terrible teams. This yeah. team is falling in the standings, um, and we're getting really close to the point where Bill Armstrong and David Ludwig, who are both on this road trip, say it's time to start shopping. Shop on our guys. It's time to start selling because, as Bill Armstrong said at the start of the season, and we're starting to see now, this is not a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Let's take a look at the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. And let's take a look at how this one shaped up tonight um, in this game. And I will go to the shots on goal. They were, they were fairly close, 38-32 Nashville power plays. They both get two power play goals, but but it just seemed that the Arizona ones were much more costly, much more costly. Hits, and the reason I put hits on the in tonight is this was a really physical game, and I thought Jason, Jason, I thought Dumba, Matt Dumba really set the tone in the first period. I thought that was a key to this game early is his physicality into the game. And then the shot attempts that we, we lauded in the last game, how many shot attempts the Coyotes had. They were to 49 tonight versus 79 for the Nashville Predators. So if you look at the numbers, I, I, I don't know if anything really points to a Coyote win on that one. No, that's that's true. That's fair. I just I, – I, it's as simple as listen. Listen, you got to lock it down when you have a four-two lead on the road in a must-win where you're fighting for your playoff life. You got to lock it down. If you can't lock down in that situation, you're not a playoff team. Right. Sorry, you're not a playoff team. 
Yeah, and you look at that third period. Did you see the shots on goal in the third period? We saw the shots fairly even. The shots on the third period were 18 to 7 Nashville. They were buzzing in that game and in that third period where they're like, hey, we realize how important these two points are. We realize we need to get back in this. And, and let's face it, they've got some really talented players. They, you know, that, that Forsberg, O'Reilly, Yossi, they've got some guys that can take over a game. And then, and they did. And I think that was the difference. Their pushback in the third period was there, and the pushback for the Coyotes just wasn't. There were moments in the first, though, and I go back to that first period. that At the 10-minute mark, the Coyotes kept it in Nashville's zone through a line change. It was, it was the Keller-Schmaltz line, and then right after that, it was Gunther Cooley, and they kept it in that zone for 45 to 50 seconds. Unfortunately, like we've seen way too often with this Coyotes team, is it didn't amount to anything it didn't generate any offense it didn't create a scoring chance it just was really nice offensive zone time again so this one's just hard to break down because it, it just isn't good enough you want to see this coyote team and even last year craig when they were losing games you saw them battle and you saw them fight through things and you rooted for me oh my gosh look how quick this team is playing and they're a hard team to play against i didn't get that sense tonight in the third period especially it was all nashville yeah, yeah. where was the pushback yeah. Fifth straight loss to PD. I, I just, I, I don't, I know we have to do these, these elements in our show. We had to pick a desert dog in him tonight and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, we had a guy picked out because I loved his game through two yeah. periods and then. Yeah. yeah, but there's hard. Who, who do you take? I don't know. I mean, I mean, Zucker had three assists and I really yes. liked that line through two games. Liam O'Brien came back into the lineup. Yeah. Carcone. People were questioning and saying, what's he doing? And then that line was great through two periods. Yeah. They had the best possession numbers of any line of the Coyotes through two periods. Not in that third period, though. Not in overtime. Yeah. So, like, I'm glad that I don't have to do introduce the desert dog in him. That That's your job, <laughs> I know, but, but uh, maybe we should have made a Liam O'Brien because I tell you what, the best scoring chance early in this game was by Liam O'Brien driving to the net. I think he, he said, hey, you want to take me out of the lineup? Here's what you're missing from me. And, and I, he ends up the game plus one. Um, he was trying to be physical in this game, although I, I said it before, I think Dumbo was the much more physical player tonight. I thought Dumbo was really making his presence known early. Another player I thought played well early and then faded, I think, as the game continued. Um, maybe he He's trying to make a stamp for himself before the trade deadline. I don't know. But but I did like O'Brien, and I did like that Zucker line. So that brings up what Craig's point. we got to give it to somebody. And Jason Zucker with three assists tonight. He is. Has. He doesn't is. He has that desert dog in him. See, this is what happens when Lee is not here. Like I, I talk about the the ads, but, but but the hell with the ads. I can't get through just the regular easy parts to the <laughs> show. Uh, so Jason Zucker, he did make some great passes. He's got three assists. He made some really nice plays in the offensive zone. And I thought this was one of the games where he did have his feet moving. And and sometimes um, his age is starting to show. Sometimes uh, I, I guess offensively, but today he had that jump, and I thought he looked really good. I like him with Kerfoot. I, I think he and Kerfoot have have a little bit of a chemistry together, and I think you'll probably see them stay together. Um, I, I just don't know how long it's going to take to see Barrett Hayton with eight and nine. Yeah, I, I, I would have to think that's coming sooner than later. And then who do you put between Cooley and Gunther? Who were? Uh, I don't know if Cooley goes back Cooley. to the middle. Yeah, I saw moments from Dylan Gunther tonight, obviously. Yep. I don't mind Cooley and Gunther together at yeah. all. You yeah. know, Gunther gets that big goal from in tight, and you go back to the goal scorers for the Coyotes, and you look at you look at Dermott's goal, but goalie doesn't see it at all, bounces off of, I think it bounces off a Nashville player in yeah. tight. Gunther's goal in tight, and nobody knew that was in the, in the, in the, well, Tyson knew it was in the back of the net, but the rest of us didn't know it was in the net. We thought it was off the post. It's a heck of a shot. 
like Dylan Gunther, that was fantastic shot. Good play too, because the, the the pass was in his skate. It, it wasn't on his stick, and he just kicked it right to his stick in a split second and put it in. That was a help. Yeah, Dylan Gunther. Yeah. And you can see a positive from a guy that you want to see developing with this program. I thought that was a really big goal for him. He's, It's his fourth since he's been called up. Then Valamaki, another defenseman, gets a goal from the back end. So you get Valamaki. He's coming in off of off the, the, the blue line there. But Valamaki and Dermot, both big goals tonight from the, from the blue line. And then you look at the power play goal, the Schmaltz goal. Big of Keller down low to Zucker pops it out front to Schmaltz in that little bing bang low play that they play quite often. And Schmaltz, that's another very great goal. So I think there were some bright spots, but we're at a point in the season where bright spots aren't good enough. What the did you think? They of, two points. What did you think of Nick Schmaltz's sister's uh, shotgunning form? Well, I, I do want to say that was the play of the game, yeah. I, if I could. But but we've we've seen your form. And, I mean, it kind of looked know, the same. It was it very similar. similar. Yeah, it was very similar. You would expect more from Wisconsin, right, Craig? Yeah, kind of. You know, that's that is what I was thinking actually. Yeah, of, I'm from Illinois, and we all know I'm bougie. But I figured someone yeah. from Wisconsin. you know Madison area would be able to chug a beer. They they, they yes. know how to shotgun a beer, and yeah, not so much. Not so. Yeah, much. I, I figured she would be. You know, she's been in a fish house before. She probably, you know, she's done that. I would have thought. Um, I will really quickly touch on that. The the um the the siblings being there. That's unique. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever been involved with any. I know I haven't been involved in anything like that. But that's really cool. And I, and I wonder. I wondered what that did to the players' mentality because you see them with the moms and dads, and it's a different vibe. And you, honestly, they do better. And you see it around the league. I'd like to see the stats on it because they do really well. Yeah. Um, but I, I I I don't know if the siblings because the siblings you, you know they were out on Broadway last night. Like you know it. <laughs> like that crew. Yeah. How much can you keep expanding this idea? You know. Mom's trip, dad's trip, siblings. I mean, are, are we going to get to the point of like second cousin's trip? Is I that think it's pets. Can Butterpig go? Pets. I like that one a lot. Butterpig. Let's go. Butterpig. Pets trip. Well, oh, you know that flight. I don't know. Well, well, you're thinking about it, Craig. Think about where all your money is. And I know where it is. It's in the Desert Financial Credit Union. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. The Desert Financial team are financial experts offering financial solutions tailored to help real people achieve their real financial goals, like retirement, like me and Craig. Look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investments, options, and much more. When you open a free checking account online, you get $200 in bonuses. Get started today by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. And since we're talking about this game, you have to talk about Four Peaks because Four Peaks is the official beer of PHNX. Sports aren't the same without a Four Peaks in hand. The big game is tomorrow. Stop by the 8th Street Pub, a great sports bar with pub food and all of the great Four Peaks brews on tap. Or if you're watching the game at home with friends or at a party, stop wherever you get your beer and pick up a Four Peaks variety pack with five different beer choices that everyone in the crowd can enjoy. Visit fourpeaks.com slash located to find all of your favorite beers and events. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest in Arizona's hometown brew. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please enjoy responsibly. And now back to the show. That You know what? That was actually really good. That was impressive. And I know Leah was there listening, and I think that's why I did better. I think that I might have been your best role, Petey. Good job. Yep. Yeah, well done. So. That might have been the, the play of the game. I should have the desert dog in him. 
Kind of. By the way, it. someone suggested the mailman trip, the dentist trip. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't think we should go any further. I, I like the pets idea, but I don't think we should go any farther with this. Craig, uh, stop. We kind of mentioned it early, Craig, is what's happening around the league. Calgary is on fire and they come out with a big win today. What has happened around the league today that affects these Arizona Coyotes? St. Louis won in, in Buffalo against Sean DePaz's Sabres, who just can't help the Coyotes out at all, apparently. Um, yeah, you no. mentioned the Flames won again. I, I just look at how many – Pete, we talk about this, like how many teams you have to climb past in order to get back in the race. And it's not it's not as simple as, oh, just win games. I mean, you got some games against these teams. These teams are playing each other. It's just it, – it doesn't work that way. It's, it's so much harder in the position that they're in now. And we are getting close to the point where we're less than a month away from the trade deadline now. We know – like I said earlier, Bill Armstrong, David Lowberg on the strip <clears> – <throat> They're on. They got to go to Philadelphia next. That's not going to be an easy out for them either. I. I just. It. It's starting to feel like okay. It's time to start shopping players again. And and I don't want. I don't want to talk about values for players yet. There. Pierre LeBron had a piece in the Athletic today talking about Matt Dumba probably being a guy to look look to be on the move. I think Jason Zucker could be another one of those guys. I still wonder about some of the other players on this team that maybe have a little bit of term left as well, but we're getting really close to having to have that discussion in earnest because it's just feeling like this is slipping away for the Coyotes. Yeah. And I kind of mentioned it earlier. You mentioned it too. You got to jump over these teams. The problem is the Coyotes were in a playoff spot, you know, 10 days prior to the All-Star game. And and they were also in a plus goal differential. Now they're minus five. They've lost four, four or five straight now. It, the problem is too many teams around them are playing extremely well. And and we talked about Calgary as a team. They lost to twice in a matter of 10 days. And now Calgary has, they're, Calgary's almost out of reach now. And that's unfortunate. Calgary's not even in, and they're out of reach by the Coyotes. This this is a point where I really felt that they needed all four points on this trip, because now you have to start beating teams that you're not supposed to beat. Now you got to start beating, you know, Colorado. You got to beat Toronto twice. You've got to beat some really really good teams, and that's just to kind of get close. Like this is this is the point. If you're looking at the standings, you're in trouble. Like yeah. you've you can't. You can't just go, okay, we're one or two wins away. Like even LA, who really went through that struggled period where they were were one of the worst teams in the league before they made the move with their coach, they're still in a playoff spot. And and so uh, the, the concern has got to sink in. But <clears throat> put a little bit of silver lining on this. Mm -hmm. um, they might not be in a playoff spot now, but they're better than they were a year ago. Statistically, they're better than they were a year ago. Points-wise, um, the Keller is at a better pace than he was a year ago when he set the, the – tied the points record like there are so many positive steps in the rebuild process yeah but it's not a playoff team no and and, and again going back to that that original statement from gm bill armstrong this is probably not a playoff team yet we talked about like point projections at the start of the season and i think all of us settled on okay this this feels like a 500 team so 50 games into the season how many points do they have pd they have 50 points yeah yep they're five they're, they're a 500 team yeah, that's exactly they, right. They stay here. Are they going to continue to fall? I don't know. That would be the concern for me. Like I, I remember saying right before they went into the break, you know, when they lost those three games and it felt like they had slipped off of playing meaningful games a little bit. I think they wanted to be playing meaningful games right into the trade deadline to 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 make that next right. push. They're not quite there. I feel like they're a, a little off that pace. And like you said, silver lining. 
this is on pace to be an 82 point team right now. If you know, if they don't just collapse now. Yes. So th- there and, are- and that's an improvement. That's an improvement. It's yeah. an improvement where they were and that steps going forward and they're better than they were a year ago. You've got young players like Cooley and Gunther that are making an impact on the team right now. You've got Sean Dursey that I think you've found a, a diamond in the rough there that can actually lead your power play for years and be an offensive leader. J.J. Mosier's taking steps forwards in defending. Barrett Hayton, you see how important he is to this lineup. He just needs to stay healthy for a year. Clayton Keller, again, has now put that consistency in his game and getting these points year after year after year and showing what he can do. And I think Connor Ingram is taking a step forward and going, oh my goodness, this guy's this guy can be a number one goalie. Now, I, I don't know if Connor Ingram was at his best again tonight, and he wasn't on his best when he gave up three and six mm-hmm. the last game. Um, but there are so many positives, and I don't want to get lost in that, that, that it's not just, you know, keeping an eye on the playoffs and the standings. It is fun. It's fun. We're all we're all excited about it and they're better. But they just just continue to take the right steps in the right way in the right process. Don't, don't, don't get ahead of ourselves. All right. Should we take a look at the upcoming schedule and see see, see the oh, talent? Yeah, I don't think it gets any easier, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, well. I mean, by the way, that's a horrible road trick. You go, you you play Nashville on a Saturday, and you have to play in Philadelphia on a Monday. Different time zone. Fly. I'm assuming they're flying tonight. That's a horrible flight. Before traveling all the way back across the country and taking oh, yeah. the Minnesota Wild here without two days off in between, Craig, just one, just that one Minnesota. The Coyotes travel schedule there, isn't yeah. it? They'll come back from it's the terrible. Eastern time zone and get one day in between. The NHL always does this to this team. And again, it's against, it's another critical game against the Minnesota yeah. Wild, the team that's starting to play better and just pass them in the standings. This happens to the Coyotes all the time. It drives me crazy. I, it's a, and so even if you're looking, and I try to look at the positives here, if, if I was on this trip right now, I'd go, can you send us to Philly first? And then on well, the way back, we stop in Nashville? Back. Yeah. We'll work our way back, and then we lose one time zone instead of two before we play on, on 48 hours later? That's set up for failure. I, I don't like the look of that Minnesota game at all. And let's talk about Philly. Like, this Philadelphia team is not a team that, that matches up very well against an Arizona Coyote team, I don't think. I, I'm concerned about that game. John Tortorella has his team playing extremely well in the Eastern Conference, a team that none of us had picked on the playoffs. They're sitting third in the Metropolitan right now. They're only three points behind the Carolina Hurricanes. There is no way any of us picked that that team to be playing this well. Um the one good news, they're better on the road than they are at home. They're just around 500 at home, but this team can play physical. They still uh, they can provide offense from the back end. I like this Flyers team, and I, I think, the, again, we're going to say must win. Today was a must win. Like they, they can't lose any more games. You can't, like, six and four on a 10-game swing is not enough. These yeah. team, this team has to go, if they want to stay in it, they have to go eight and two in a 10-game segment. And, yeah. and, and, and you're going to have to have a couple of those. Yeah, you're going yeah, to you have to have a couple of eight and twos or seven and threes. Have to. Have to. Yeah. And you can't have any 500s in, in a 10-game segment on the way out. So this Philadelphia game is hard, and I think coming home to Minnesota is going to be hard. And I think that's when reality is going to set in. And then guys are going to start looking around the room going, oh, shit, the trade deadline's coming. Yep. And then it's going to be a different vibe. And, and I don't want to say this out of disrespect or, or I mean, confusion. Guys, guys get concerned about that. Guys sure. play different when the trade deadline's coming. Guys know, hey, I really like it here, but, but now I'm nervous about this. Like, does it change the way a Jason Zucker and a Matt Dumba play? I don't know. Like, there's no one here on the back end that is from, there's not one defenseman signed for next year. Not one. That, yeah. That's a concern. 
And there's only two where you'd say, yeah, they're coming back next season without a doubt, and that's J.J. Moser. Yeah, J.J. Moser and Sean Dersey. Yeah, exactly. You'd, you'd have to think would be the two guys that you'd have to make sure you get locked up. One other thing I wanted to talk about before uh, you do your sparkling ad reads. Before uh, I work. Yeah. Yeah. The goaltending situation now. You mentioned yeah. that Connor Egan struggled again a little bit. I, I don't know if he even struggle is fair tonight because he made a lot of big saves, but he wasn't He wasn't a game changer tonight. Let's put it that right. way. Karel Vimelka came on in relief the other night and shut the door the rest of the way. So yeah. you know, some people expressed surprise that Vimelka wasn't in net. I, I, maybe I was mildly surprised, but not really that much. But now... Like the, this could seesaw back the other way, right? This is Vemelka's chance coming out of the All Star break. Yes, to reclaim the net from Connor Ingram, who's had two meh starts. Yeah, I think for sure, and this is what you wanted from Vemelka to get his confidence back. Unfortunately, you don't want it to be at the expense of Connor Ingram's struggles. And, and I think you saw him struggle his last game. Again, I'm not going to say he struggled, and I, I think he, we've seen him be sharper than this, and I, and I think we, we can say that. But I think. I think Vamelka's the door's open now. Now I think he's got to play in Philly because I think that's that's two opportunities now that Ingram's played. I, I think you have to come back with with Vamelka on Monday and and I'm I hey I was the first to say you had to come back with Ingram today. I've been purporting on this show that he's a number one goalie in this league right now. And if you need to must win game, you put your must win goalie in, and that's been Connor Ingram. If I'm going to sit here and say he should be an All Star, but but he shouldn't start a game, then I'm. I'm lying to myself. So yes, I think he had to start, but I think he have to, the, the door's open now. It's up to Corralva Melka. Let's see what he can do. He played great in relief the other day. Now can he do it now? Yeah. And that, I think that's going to be the test for him on Monday. I know we'll find out soon who the starters are, but you know what you can do, Craig, you can go to, Gila River Resorts and Casinos because no one does it better. In addition to their state-of-the-art gaming floor with slots, blackjack, and table games, and Arizona's largest casino sportsbooks, don't forget to check out the fantastic dining options. They have Prime Steakhouse at the Wild Horse Pass. They have Honey and Vine at Santan Mountain. George Lopez's Tequila Lounge at Bequiva. <laughs> and Ling and Louie's Modern Asian at Wild Horse Pass. Head to Gila River Resorts Casinos and let them show you what Next Level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. You will be leaving saying, I don't know about you, but I feel good. And then the, the BetMGM app has been treating me very well today. I will be honest with that. It's been a good day of hockey already. And the BetMGM Sportsbook had me on the edge of my seat. The Blues money line hit it over Buffalo. Stars over Montreal hit it. And the Flames over the Islanders hit that one too. And don't forget, if you are a sports fan, and there is no way you could possibly forget the big game is tomorrow. Open the BetMGM Sportsbook app and check out all of the ways you can get some skin in the game tomorrow. Sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook. Wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You will receive $158 instantly and additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Promo call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 8 hope and Y or text hope Y 467-369-NEW. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble Responsibly. Call 1-800 Next Step Arizona, 1-800 Bets Off Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan, 1-800-991-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. I did want to bring up something in the chat somebody said too is, is Kessel Ring. And, and I noticed him today, how he has become so much more of an offensive threat right now than I think I was expecting. I thought with his size and his ability to defend and a good stick, but you could see him coming off the blue line and he had several attempts at the net where that one where he, he thought, gosh, he had the corner picked and he was so frustrated with himself, but he's been another bright spot of these young defensemen that I don't think we had an opportunity to mention. 
Yeah, that's fair. And I, I think he's another guy that'll probably be back next season. You know, it's funny when I, when I wrote that story about him, he talked about how, you know, everybody thought he was a defensive defenseman. There were, there were times in his career where he was relied on for offense solely, like even in juniors, they're like, or I think it was in college actually telling him, yeah, you, you, we don't even care what you do defensively. Just, just get up in the play. Actually, that was juniors. I'll, I'll correct myself again. But he, he's got an ability to play both ways is basically what I'm saying. He can do both things. He's got to develop, obviously, uh, I think, better defensive habits than he has right now. But I think he's a guy that that has earned a shot to stick with this franchise for a little longer. I think he's a, an interesting piece that they can, uh, you know, can help fill in on that blue line. You always need depth on your blue line he could be a guy that first of all he's huge and bill armstrong loves size on the back end but like you said he, he has an ability to jump up in the play he has an ability to handle the puck he's got a good shot so there are a lot of pieces there to work with with michael yeah Wilson. one of the things too with him and, and i think we've seen his offense we talked about the offensive and his shot and, and the way he comes in off the blue line but with his defending He's a big guy, and he's got a really good reach. I, I I think that there are times that he struggles with some of his defense defensive zone reads, but we've talked about the. It's hard. It's a hard position. You be mature. It takes longer to mature as a defenseman it, it, than a forward. I, I think when you're a forward, jump over the boards and go play. And I think yeah. as a defenseman, you have to read. You have to have read line rushes. You've got to be able to read defensive zone coverages in a split second. And I think that will come with time for him. I do think his defensive game will improve. And that's not saying it's bad. I just think he's got the opportunity that he can be a really good defenseman on the back end because of his size. I think he can box out. I think he can get under sticks better. And I think those are parts of his games that he will improve prove on but i'm surprised you can't teach the offensive side that side doesn't just happen like you you can't just make the offense and that's there so i think you can teach the defense i'm really excited to see how high the bar gets set on michael kesselring yeah and let's i hate to switch gears on you craig we're going to do it. Yeah, I think so. Is there anything else you want to talk about this right now? We'll, we'll do a last minute recap before we say goodbye, but but we're not saying goodbye yet, but because we got to talk about something else. Yeah. And, and this, I wish we didn't have to talk about this, but. Well, I think people know by now, even those who didn't know who Richard Bordier was two days ago, know who he is now. I think they know his entire background. Of course, he was involved in the ball silly effort to move the Coyotes to Hamilton way back when he, he worked for the PA. He's an attorney. He has a, an intimate knowledge of the CBA and agreements. And he, he put out a kind of a tease today. Why would Gary Bettman, first of all, there's a bit, I'm going to just whittle it down to, I'm not going to read the tweets, all of Richard Rodier's string of tweets that teased this and then answered his own question later. But it was basically going back to that Smith release from Salt Lake city where there was no mention of relocation, even though there was the hint of relocation. Well, why would he do that? Why? And why would the league who would clearly sign off on this sort of thing before it ever come out, came out, allow this and want it worded a certain way Basically, what Richard Rodier was saying here was that Gary Bettman's protecting himself because you need to allow Alex Morello the opportunity to explore whatever opportunities he has here without any hint of, oh, we're going to relocate this franchise. You can't have that. Gary, Gary Bettman's an attorney. He knows what he's doing. He chooses every word carefully. There's no mention of relocation in that release. So that frees him. It gives gives him some license, some cover, while he can still do whatever due diligence he's going to do, while the league is going to do on the Smith Group to prove that they are a worthy 
ownership group, that they have worthy partners, that the arena is suitable. All the due diligence that Richard noted takes a very long time for the NHL to complete, but still should be completed, of course, by the end of the playoffs. So there's there's time to do what they need to do if the Morello group doesn't come through. What, what the bigger play is here, th- this is a contingency plan, right? And I think if you're if you're not naive, if you're not an idiot, you understand that the league is going to explore every contingency plan possible. We'll get into some of those, but I want to give people a couple examples of this happening in the past. Remember way back in 2010 when Mark Chipman thought he was getting the Coyotes. He left the league office and he thought he got the Coyotes. By the time he got through the tunnel headed to the airport, he found out he didn't have the Coyotes because Glendale had come through. Gary Bettman often uses these these opportunities, these contingency plans as leverage. He did it with Winnipeg, but his main goal was still to keep the team in Arizona. He did it again with Seattle back in 2013. We had a Seattle reporter covering all those Glendale City Council meetings that I was at, wondering, okay, are they going to pass this? Are are they going to pass the arena lease agreement or is this team out of here? Seattle was sitting there as a backup option, but as usual, Gary had his primary option and it was to keep the team. And of course they won the four, three vote. It's just a matter of making sure you have all your bases covered. And what else could that include? Of course it includes potential ownership groups here in the Valley as well. I know there's been some, some talk maybe that Matt Ishbia and the Suns wouldn't pursue this team. I don't buy it. The team simply is not for sale right now. That's why they're not going to say anything. We've said that before. But I think, I suspect that Gary Bettman has explored all of those opportunities as well. And I know we've had some idiot trolls that will probably be in the comments on this particular video as well saying, yeah, there's no options. What are you guys talking about? What do you know? (laughs) So I guess I would respond to them. Well, what the hell do you know? You don't know anything. We're the ones doing the reporting here. And yes, there are contingency plans here on the ground as well that Gary Bettman will explore. We've talked about some of those. Matt Ishbia, maybe the tribe gets involved. Maybe another group gets involved. We'll see how all of that plays out. It's just due diligence. But I want to get to another thing that Richard talked about and then later sort of walk back a little bit. The idea that there's a suitable arena in Salt Lake City in the Delta Center. Um, How is that different from Footprint Center? Like when you look at the situations, if if Matt Ishbia does get involved in this thing, you know, you've got obstructed view seats at, at Footprint. You know, the lease runs to, through 2035. So they're probably not moving out of there before then. So they, they'd have to do some work. Well, then there's the Delta Center, which is actually slightly older and would need some work as well to get it ready for NHL hockey. And it also has obstructed view seats. Danielle, can we put up that tweet that that someone it's, it's a little small here, but this is the view from some of the seats. There are a lot of bad seats at Delta Center for hockey games. There are a lot of obstructed view seats. This is like America West Arena all over again, way back when the Coyotes moved. You're going to have the same issues there that you're going to have at Footprint. You're looking at the same sort of timeline because Utah is bidding on the 2034 Olympics where it has preferred status. That's probably when we're talking about Utah getting the Olympics in Salt Lake City and having this arena. So the timelines like for 
for that arena getting built and for maybe the Suns to get out of their lease are about the same. There's not a lot of difference between these two situations. So don't go writing off Matt Ishbia saying, oh, that's not as good an option. That's just crazy talk at this point. I don't know. Again, I don't know what's going to happen. We saw Elliot Friedman tweeting earlier that maybe we're not getting an announcement now right after the, the Super Bowl. I mean, I didn't expect it to be definitive anyway. I just thought we'd get an update. Maybe that waits a couple more weeks now. But when you look at everything that's happening here, it's impossible to read the tea leaves right now. And it's impossible to say, well, Salt Lake's so much better than the Valley options that exist. No, it's not. I mean, there are a lot of issues with Salt Lake City right now, Petey. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate you saying that because when we when I I even texted you when I saw Richard Rodier's comments and and tweets and and you were you you you, you kindly walked me through just what you did here on the show. And the truth is, nothing was really new nope. in those in that line of thought. It was, and he said it himself. It was just his theory. Mm-hmm. Of, of events, not necessarily anything more factual than what we stated in the show yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say this again because I know people don't want to hear it. Nobody knows. Like nope. nobody knows. No, no human being on this planet knows what's going to happen with the Coyotes, and that includes Bettman, that includes Richard uh, Rodier, that includes Craig Morgan, that includes Alex Morello Senior. They don't know. Like there are so many dominoes yet to fall in this thing. I will say this, time is clearly running out for the Arizona Coyotes to remain here in Arizona. There is no question about that. Like, this is... Yes, but, Craig, I have said that a dozen times over the last 20 years. A dozen. That the time is running out, and somehow something always happens to keep the team here. And and it goes back to this. Gary Bettman wants the team to be here. It's a huge TV market. TV market in the Southwest that he wants to have a NHL presence in if it works. And so now the ball is in Mr. Morello's court and he has said publicly that he is moving forward. Things are going the right track. He will get ready for this exciting announcement. And I I know that's what's been said. So let's just hang on. It's not over yet. Don't pack up and get season tickets for the Salt Lake City Coyotes quite yet. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that was part of Richard Rodier's tweets too, is just like this, this process of vetting a new ownership group takes a long time. So like, if you're expecting, and I know some people are like, oh, it's coming, it's coming soon. They're going to announce it soon that, that they're moving to Salt Lake. We haven't been saying that we were expecting some kind of statement, but we kept saying, this is not going to be something definitive. It's just going to be the next step. We may not even get that now. I'd be surprised if we, if we don't get something by the end of the month or early March, but I never expected it to be definitive. I just, I thought it would be the next step in the process. But again, the people who are saying, oh, it's coming soon. They're going to announce Salt Lake soon. Oh, well, that's <laughs> no idea I, what you're talking about. I, I would say that's annoying. And I'd be interesting, though, I want to talk about, back it up one minute about but Bettman's comments. I know we talked about it earlier in the week, and we've heard that purportedly he might make comments over the weekend. And now hearing that he might not make comments in the next week to 10 days. And maybe that plays into the progress that's being made here in Arizona. There's really no reason to lay down a a timeline or put down a hard date or put any more restraints here in Arizona because maybe, maybe, again, theories, is maybe he feels things are progressing now. And and the city council meeting talking about this or the state land talking about this in executive session and the positive vibes that came out of that. Maybe this is moving forward enough that Gary Bettman said, okay, let's just wait a little bit longer to see where this, this particular thread leads us down. 
Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, again, that's speculation. Yeah, it's pure possible? speculation. I mean, is that a possibility? I'm not a reporter. I didn't report that. I'm just saying we had we had we had almost almost a certainty that that Gary Bettman was going to speak within the next few days to week. And if that is not the case, then maybe some of the things have changed. Or maybe you're right. Maybe who knows? Maybe he just wants to watch the game in peace. I, I don't know. <laughs> or it's just like everything else with the Coyotes, like you said, something changed. Something, yep, something changed. changed. Oh, well, there's an update. There's there's a change. So you better be paying attention every day to this story. Unfortunately, I'm weary. I'm I'm weary of this story. I bet a lot of people are weary. I I feel for all U.S. Coyotes fans. We're all tired. We're all tired, and we're all we're all sick of the emotional roller coaster that we've been on with this thing as well. Thinking one thing one day and and a completely opposite thing the next. Yeah. It's exhausting, and it's exhausting dealing with really uninformed people who have no problem spouting their opinions. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say this too. It's, it's men. It's always men that are acting like idiots in, on, in the chats or on, on YouTube comments. So thank you women for behaving better than the other, the other gender, which is usually the case actually. Um, just there's just a bunch of idiots that I'm dealing with, and I, I, I'm tired of those people as well. Usually I'm way to, able to block it out, but it's been pretty exhausting this week. Like people telling pe people calling us out in our YouTube chat, PD, like, "Oh, you guys are just sounding ridiculous now, saying that that <laughs> Coyotes didn't leave Glendale because of because of non-pay bills." Well, yeah, sorry, sorry that I have the Glendale city manager literally on the record saying they would have taken them back in a heartbeat with with a, a long-term lease apologies for having that factual record you can believe i guess whatever you want to believe if you want to ignore the yeah. facts but it just gets exhausting after a while i'm so sick of dealing with these people. and the hardest part you feel for the players and staff again because you sit there and go oh i, I like i'm trying to i know you were you were deep diving into the state and you kind of have to i stepped away from it today and i said i'm, I'm not going to get down the rabbit hole today um because nothing's going to be resolved today it's not going to be resolved tomorrow it won't be resolved on monday or tuesday like this isn't going to be a definitive answer here in the next five days it just isn't so all the speculation and all the clicks will continue but there will be no definitive answer and i know there'll be rumors and thoughts and this and that but it's not going to make a difference over the next five days and so i'm going to try to step away from it but i know we can't as a show i get that's it. the thing like I, I want to and most days i'm able to just block it out. I'm, I'm actually really good about just kind of laughing at trolls or just muting them. So they don't even know they've been muted. I don't even see what they say. I don't right. care what they say. Cause I know they're completely uninformed and also just sort of sad little people, but it's weeks like this where it's really hard to do that. And like, I'll give you an example. Like I, I woke up, I didn't get much sleep last night. I got up early today. I was like, you know what? It's the weekend. I'm going to take a little nap. So I took a nap but did I turn my phone off? Of course not, because I'm a beat writer and I can't turn my phone off. It'll like buzz three times with three different text messages regarding this story. So yeah, that nap didn't happen. So I'm, I'm kind of ornery right now. So I'm getting it out on this show. <laughs> yeah. And Jeffrey Lane brought up a good point. Maybe this is affecting the play on the ice. And no matter how much you say it shouldn't and they're professional athletes, it does. Because you know, their siblings are there. You know what their siblings are asking them? Are you guys moving? Are, are you moving? I, I guarantee it. They're getting calls from their mom and dad. Are you guys moving? Are the kids going, coming home from school? Are we moving? Kids at school said we're moving, dad. Like it absolutely, if you, if you don't think it affects them, you're just wrong. But you know what you can be right about, Craig? You can be right about something exciting that will put a smile on your face is the Arizona Lottery because they're introducing a unique new ticket promotion called Arizona Adventure. And there are three ways to win 
and play this game first. You buy the tickets. Play Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes, Picachu Peak, Monument Valley, and Camelback Mountain. Second, you can check into a geolocated adventure in 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to Yuma. And a couple examples today, Hole in the Rock at Papago Park in Phoenix, Jim Thompson Trailhead in Sedona, and the Waterfall Canyon Trail in Waddell, Arizona. Third, you take your tickets and you enter them online for a chance to win a million dollars in cash and Arizona travel prizes. The Arizona Lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes. It is also about giving back to the state and its communities. Take an adventure with the Arizona Lottery. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure with the Arizona Lottery and for a chance to win $1 million and cash in the Arizona travel prizes. And while you're at it, take some of that money and get new floors, damn it. Like I, I, I told you what, with Empire Today, you get to shop at home convenience, the right product for your flooring needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. Working with Empire Today is easy, quick, and convenient. Empire Today's virtual floor designer is a great way to see how your floors will look in any space. It's easy to just snap a picture and instantly see how their new floors will look in your room with your furniture in your lining. Update your flooring and upgrade your house with Empire Today. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Now, Craig, since we've we've kind of held out on the punch card, I think it's time because I think we ruined the punch card today with yeah. this overtime loss. And yeah. there it is. Look if you that. can see this on the YouTube channel. Wolf. It was so impressive. And it should have been green. And it should have been green. It should have been the sixth green in a row. I connect sixth in green. Would have been the first time I think we've connected six since we have started the PHNX Coyotes podcast. And they lost it in overtime. They lost a two-goal lead in the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. And that's the punch card for today. Brought to you by, I don't know, is it brought to us by anybody? <laughs> it used to be brought by the Arizona Lottery Scratchers, and we just did an ad read for them. So I'm going to say it's by them anyway today. You know, sure. It's not, they're maxed. There's a freebie maxed. You know, I was thinking about, like, you were talking about the, the lottery, and I was thinking, like, you know what? If, if, if it were to get to something obscene, like, you know, billion something yeah. i'm just gonna go ahead and buy the the cat is the land for them i'm just gonna buy the land so can we can we get this done here here's the land just take it like this would relieve so many of my headaches seriously buy at this you and i yes. buy the land i'm going to give you several hundred million dollars just buy the land damn land yep here you go just buy the land and then it'll be over then we get then then with the, then we're then we're definitely not moving to salt because we'll buy the land for them it's our land well, the Craig, if Craig, like, let's do it. Craig, we have scratch offs at the office. They give us if we win, Craig. I, I know Leah will be on board. That we're, we're we'll buy it. PHNX will buy the land. How about that? Just put all of this to rest, Craig. I, this has not has been a, a, as fun a show as I had thought it was going to be at one moment. Yeah. Um. I, I at four to two, I said, I, and I'll be honest, they surprised me coming back in this game. I, I I didn't know this team had that in them because I haven't seen it lately from them. And with a four two lead, I really thought, oh my goodness, this team is rolling and they're gonna they're gonna put this team behind them and they're gonna start picking up points. And and then it just kind of fell apart. And it's really disappointing. And it goes back to the same things they've continually done: is they make defensive zone mistakes and and they take too many penalties. Yep. They can't do that on Monday. So pick up your bootstraps, jump on the plane, and and go try to do it again on Monday. Craig, do you have any final thoughts today? Hell no. I just want to yeah. I want to be done with this this game and I want to be done with this week, PD. It is Saturday. It is coming up on midnight, and I want to be done with this week. Okay, do you have any plans tomorrow for the the, the big game? I'm just gonna sit on my ass and watch the football game probably. Do you have party invitations? 
I do, but I'm not taking anyone up on their so party. I'm going to ask this, and I know people can, they don't have to listen anymore because I'm just going to ask, and we're just going to talk with Craig. How do I get out of that, like, graciously? Like, I'm really good at not going to things. I usually just ignore them, and then no. I don't go. How do I, I handle this? Two things, like multiple choice here. If you want to fake an illness, you can do that. You know, you could have your seventh grandfather just passed. You can yes. do that. I mean, I can think of a few things, right? You had an issue at the house. Hey, here's one that actually happened oh. to me. Your car charger blew out, so you yes. can't leave the house. Oh, you didn't know I drove, drove an electric car? Oh, yeah. Electric car. Oh, so, yeah. On my yeah. electric car and the charger. Both of our cars are electric and the charger went out. Pick That's actually other. really good. Uh, the only problem is one of the invites is from a neighbor, and and the, the car one isn't going to work. Yeah, that's <laughs> so tough. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. We get we I always give my wife COVID. Like the, she's had COVID so many times. Yeah. You know, oh, go more sorry, extreme. Go more extreme, Petey. Just yeah. say I have Ebola. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have the flushing virus. Uh, I have the flushing virus. So Ebola, we can't go. I, I swear I've used them. My wife has COVID three times this year already. Three times, three different people in no, not the same circles. So there's no way they could check on me. Oh, I'd really like to go, but, but my wife's got COVID. She didn't have COVID any of those times. So just don't. And, and I told this to Leah Merrill, who's not on the show today. By the way, she said, Craig, it's almost midnight. It's quarter to 10. So yeah, just for, us, it's, it's, for us, it's midnight. It's, it's midnight. midnight in old people time. Sure, yeah. But but I told this to Leah, and I actually told this to Danielle when she first started producing the show. I said, just stop your save yourself from the pain. Just don't invite me to anything. Yeah. But, and I was being 100%, don't invite me. Because you'll invite me, and then I'll have to make some excuse, then I'll be uncomfortable, and then you'll be uncomfortable. Just don't invite me. And then we all win. And and to this, Leah doesn't invite me to stuff. So, and I don't get mad. Oh, Leah goes, oh, I had this great party. We had a housewarming party. I don't go, oh, where's my invitation? I go, I know where my invitation is. She's not inviting me. I don't want to be there. Yeah. Is that your dream then? Just stay home tomorrow? Yep. Yeah, that's me too. Like, For sure. Especially after this week, Petey, right, like right now, I've decided that I, I just don't like people very much. So I, I like stay home in my own house. And <laughs> you decided that this week? <laughs> I've got that on my, I, I've got that in my garage as you pull in every day. No, I'm kidding. Love everybody. That's, that's the way I'm Leah. We miss you. Get back here on the show. You help get us to where we need to go and you help us land this plane. Craig, they needed a win and they didn't get it. They got one point. They needed two. So we'll tune in Monday and see what happens. But you know what? We won't tune in tomorrow. Because we're not going to be here tomorrow. We don't have a show tomorrow. I don't know the schedule. It's changed so many times next week. Just be here Monday. We're yeah. going to be here Monday on the post game show after they play the game in Philadelphia. Follow us on social media. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Follow Craig. If you want to know what's going on in the rink and anything Arizona Coyotes, follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. Follow me at SP Just like at Leah Merrill. And she is day to day. Um, with a lower body injury, and we hope she'll be back soon. Follow Abrica Danielle, the magic behind the Mac, and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel on PHNX. You don't miss any of the hockey content that we bring out. <sighs> get to bed. Rest up for the big game tomorrow. Pizza, chili, chips, and cheese. Enjoy it. Diets don't count tomorrow. Enjoy the big game. We will see you Monday after the Coyotes play the Philadelphia Flyers. Until then, we'll see you at the rink.